Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I will not fight. TNT. I'm a power load. TNT. Watch me explode. <laughs> well, hello and welcome to the Andrea K Show. Never fails to crack me up. Never fails to put me in a good mood to be able to share this time with you all and uh, lots of ways to be a part of the program if you're watching via Facebook Live. Thank you all so much. Keep those comments rolling and please do uh, share that video for me. I'd appreciate it. I also so much appreciate those who follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And of course, I appreciate my man, DJ Carrot Sticks. DJ Carrot Sticks. I don't know about you guys, but tell me if that's not getting longer each week we do it. You know what? He confessed to me, DJ Carrot Sticks confessed to me before the show that he's actually coming on board. Hashtag Team Pumpkin Spice, right? I liked one pumpkin spice thing, so let's let's not go too too crazy about it. (laughs) Well, at least we got him to try it. Um, You know, speaking of joining a team... I don't know how many people joined President Trump's team this morning when he went to the U.N. Um, I don't know how many people within the U.N. who were actually there. If, if you saw the crowd that was panned and, and uh, many of those from dictator countries, countries that, you know, subjugate women and toss gay people off of roofs and other bad actors, that, they didn't necessarily join uh, Team Trump today or Team America. But you know what? I don't know how any American could watch that speech today or read an excerpt from it and not be Team Trump. Because this was a man who's taking over as President of the United States after eight years of a man who went on an apology tour badmouthing America every chance he got, who actually gave a speech at that same body days, like think like two and a half weeks after he was responsible for the deaths of Americans. And what did President Obama do? He went to the UN and actually scapegoated our most precious, precious right as an American citizen, our right to free speech, scapegoated free speech and said, the future does not belong to those who would slander the prophet Muhammad. What President Trump did differently was he went there today and he said, hey, the future didn't belong to those who want to threaten the United States of America and their allies. One of the highlights that people are talking about today, which actually wasn't the highlight for me, but it was when President Trump made that declaration regarding North Korea. He basically said that if the United States, I want to see if I get it, get it accurately. He said that if the United States, I wish I could find the exact quote. He said the United States has much power and much patience, but if North Korea threatens the United States or its allies, that he will, he will issue the complete destruction of North Korea. Never before has there been anybody, to my knowledge, that has gone before the UN and made such a declaration. And he did, and notice that he did not do what President Bush and others have done. He didn't say, I'm going to come back to the UN and ask for permission. He said, we have power and we have patience, but if the United States is, it, is forced to defend themselves or their allies, we will destroy North Korea, period. It's high time that that was said. Something else that was absolutely key that he said was he said that when you look at Venezuela, he said the issue is not that socialism was improperly implemented. He said the issue is, is that socialism was fully implemented in Venezuela. Again, I have never heard, and that's really important at this time, in which the, quote, liberals 
are pretending to be liberals when what they're really advocating for is socialism here in this country. They have not given up on that. President Reagan warned that the, the way to get that over on the American people would be that through the health care system. And that is that continues to be the case today as the Republicans give the uh, Lindsey Graham and others give the phony Obamacare repeal and replacement, uh, ne- the next version of, of basically propping up Obamacare. I thought it was absolutely extraordinary. Um, I, I thought that his comments on Iran were extraordinary. And when he talked about how the, uh, it, it, they, their government is a mask for terrorists and that their only, their only chief exports are violence, bloodshed, and chaos. I wish that he had gone a little bit further and reiterated and supported and continued to stand by his original campaign pledge, which was uh, to completely get out of the Iran nuke deal. Uh, Breitbart reported yesterday that there that Bannon and others had been telling President Trump he needed to honor that pledge, not just because it was a campaign promise and and he needs to hold to his promises, but because it's the right thing to do for the world. He didn't say that he would stay in it, but he didn't say that he would come out. He issued basically some conditions um, in a subtle manner and said that it's it's basically not a it, it's not over yet. In other words, Iran, don't think that we're going to stay in this. And he's got up until October whether or not he's going to certify the Iran deal. I think one of the things that we know about President Trump is that he does respond uh, and and will make a course correction upon pressure. And I think that it is incumbent upon us as Trump supporters to push back and make sure that we make our voices known and support him. He did a phenomenal job at the U.N. today, and he did that in spite of the fact that this is a man who went there today with love of country, still talking about put America first and about how that he is always going to put America first. He expects other countries to respect our sovereignty, and that means respecting our borders. He went and delivered that speech today in spite of the fact that having been, he's not only been maligned in the most vicious way possible by the very Americans that he's trying to protect, but he's done it under what has now been proven that he was right to where his predecessor, the same man who said the world doesn't belong to those who would, the future doesn't belong to those who would slander the prophet, illegally did something far worse than Nixon and on the basis of fake information began to surveil the opposition party candidate and his people. It wasn't Trump who lied when he said he had been wiretapped. It was everybody else who lied and said it didn't happen. It was everybody else who accused him of lying. Right now, A.G. Sessions needs to pull back his recusement or he needs to resign, in my opinion, and let somebody in, somebody step in and do right by President Trump and do right by the country. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. we got to pick this up on the other side. We've actually got uh, a new friend of the Andrea K. Show is going to be with us. Brian Maloney, editor-in-chief of Media Equalizer, is going to be here. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. 
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. So excited to be here today. Got to say hi to everybody who's watching via Facebook Live. Hi, German, my buddy. I don't know if he's still down in New Orleans. If he is, I hope he eats some barbecue shrimp for me on my behalf. Something spicy, German. Some hi beignets to, for me. Yeah, oh, you want him to eat some beignets? Eat some beignets, German. Um, hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Hi, Zell. Um, hi, uh, let's see, Eric. Hi, everybody out there. Please don't forget to share the video. I am super excited to welcome to the show and say hi to Brian Maloney. He's editor and chief of Media Equalizer, radio host, political analyst. Dude's been all over the airwaves doing all kinds of all t- t- types of commentary for a long time. And I'm pleased to have him on today to talk about, um, actually, it was a topic uh, brought to me by one of my longtime friends on Facebook, Anthony Cotaspotti, who feels like, you know, we got to talk about, you know, what's going on with the propaganda involving the entertainment industry beyond just the sound bites of the kooks at the Emmy Awards. Hey, Brian, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hey, Andrea, thanks for having me on. Okay, so, well, thanks for being here. Um, God bless you and others who had the chutzpah um, and the and the the stomach intestinal fortitude to watch the Emmys the other night. I did not. <laughs> um, I um, but I enjoyed the commentary that I heard from others. Um, I enjoyed the memes that went around, like the memes of Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin and Dolly Parton saying, you know, the Dixie Chicks haven't aged very well. Um, you know, I thought, but you know, um, I, one of the reasons why I didn't watch is because I think those of us who you know have been paying attention to the entertainment industry, which includes not just Hollywood and movies, by the way, but the entertainment industry is uh, sports and news media. I mean, haven't we known for a while that that Hollywood was no longer about creative arts? It was about pushing propaganda. Well, you know, we have known that for a while. And by the way, it, it was torture to watch. It, I felt like I was taking one for the team. I felt like I had to watch for the sake of, you know, <laughs> but it was awful. It was so unentertaining. But you're absolutely right. I mean, media bias and liberalism in the entertainment industry isn't new. But what's different is the absolute obsession they have with bringing down this president at all costs um, to the point of, turning, uh, well, they're politicizing absolutely everything in our culture, for one thing, so they can carry out that agenda, and one of liberalism in, in general. But I think that they've gone so much further than they had in the past, and that's saying something, because they've gone pretty far when Bush was president, but they're 10 times, 100 times worse now. And I, I think it's because they are scared that they, there is finally a Republican in the White House that's going to actually do something to lower taxes, actually do something to roll back regulations, actually do something to make America great again and stop um, the progressive movement backwards. I love how the left, one of the things they do well is they use words really well. They call themselves liberals when there's nothing liberal about um, their their agenda. It's about tyranny. It's about control. There's nothing progressive about it. As President Trump said today when he talked about Venezuela and socialism, that you know the the problem with Venezuela is not that it was implemented 
improperly. It's that socialism was implemented fully. But we have these idiots who's, you know, um, up in Hollywood that are continuing to push for that. And, you know, they, you know, it's, it's, um, but it's not just Hollywood. If it was just about um, bad actors or old actors, you know, coming back like Jane Fonda after, you know, some really bad facial work, you know, trying to make a name for themselves. I wouldn't even be doing a segment on it right now. But what right. concerns me yeah. is how they have co-opted the mind. You control the message and you control minds. And it is not just about the movie industry anymore. It's not just about plays and playwrights doing depictions of President Trump being assassinated. It is about now we we can't even turn on a sports program. We, you know, we've got, we've got right. reports now that Bill O'Reilly, one of Bill O'Reilly Riley's accusers had just been arrested for making a false claim and that we, you know, we now have, um, you know, it is a full on assault on our minds and on the messagings in a flat out attempt to control. And they would love nothing more than to take complete control over all of the social media, over 100% of the airwaves and turn the entire entertainment industry into Pravda and control us. That's absolutely right. And that's why uh, the new group that I've founded, we're taking exactly everything that you've just said, and we're trying to do something about it. And the group that I have co-founded with Melanie Morgan is called the Media Equality Project. And we have a group on Facebook with 108,000 members where we are taking action every single day against everything you're talking about there. Our group is called Stop the Scalpings. It's on Facebook. If you just look it up, with that term, one word, stop the scalpings, and you'll see our group, and we would love to have your listeners as members. We need as many warm bodies as possible to fight back against all of this. What we've decided is that conservatives have sat back and taken this for far too long, and that it's time to say, we're done with all of this. We're done with you people, and we're going to take this country back, and we're having some success, but we're it's early, we're young, and uh, but we have a bright future and a lot ahead of us, so I hope your listeners will check us out at Stop the Scalpings, and also our website at MediaEqualizer.com. Well, I thank you guys so much for doing that because that's one of the reasons why Anthony Cotaspati gave me this topic suggestion for today because he said, you know, the ratings are down, you know, the Emmy ratings are down, you know, the movie industry this summer, ticket sales are abysmal. Uh, football stadiums are not being filled. Right. E- even the Chargers coming up here to L.A., they can't even fill a 20-something thousand, you know, little well, that seat. that was a- Colossal blunder moving yeah. the Chargers. Oh, hey, I did that. I shake my head and just utter disbelief every time I hear them refer to it. You know, the, the what Chargers they are now? I, that makes no, it's laughable. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure in a year they're going to have to, you know, beg their way back to San Diego to please forgive us. They'll have to. There's no way that will ever work. But the bottom line, if I were to single out one of the many great points that you've made there, and there's a lot there to tackle, it would, in and it might surprise you which one I'm going to choose here. It would be Bill O'Reilly because Bill O'Reilly, the one reason he was essentially fired was because now remember all, most of the accusations made against him were 10 years old or older, and they had been reported 10 years ago. So the marketplace had had years to decide whether they still liked Bill O'Reilly or not. And they still watched him every night. He had the highest rated show in all of cable television, not just cable news channels, the 500 channels on your cable dial. He had the number one show of all of it by a mile. 
Uh, and he was fired because of that woman that you're talking about right here, because Fox was forced to say, okay, now there's a recent allegation against him, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're taking this very seriously, and the woman had some very salacious claims against Bill O'Reilly, and now it turns out the woman was a fraud. So what we're looking to do with this group is ask Fox to rehire Bill O'Reilly. We don't know if Bill is interested or not, and we don't want anyone currently on there to be bumped, but there's plenty of room on there for another show. We, in some capacity, Bill O'Reilly should be invited back because clearly the reason for his termination has now been shown to be a lie. Yeah, and well, it, 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 I do have to ask you though that it, about another allegation that was recent though. It wasn't just this one woman in Chicago who was who was arrested for making a false report. The one who said that um, he made some comment about her being uh, she was black. I can't remember what scurrilous allegation she made that he um, uh, make chocolate. I don't know what it was, um, but there, it was also this Dr. Wendy Walsh out of L.A. who who made a eleventh hour uh, accusation against O'Reilly as well which to me did not amount to sexual harassment. Any update on that story? Well, that is something that we're going to be looking into as part of this. Right now, the headline is on this particular woman. And I think that when you add all of it up, the bottom line is, and I think a lot of us um, maybe didn't feel this way a month or two ago or even a few days ago, but the bottom line is Fox's reasons for eliminating him our suspect. And yes. uh, the same thing goes for Eric Bowling at this point, because the evidence to show that, you know, he sent lewd tech, uh, text messages never emerged. And if it had, it would have been all over the Internet. You know, it would have been everywhere. Uh, and, and none of that ever emerged. And they fired him anyway. So those are scalpings in our view. And that's why we call our group Stop the Scalpings on mm-hmm. Facebook, because to us, the left is after scalps, and they've yes. been able to get O'Reilly. They've been able to get Bowling. They tried really hard. They almost got Hannity. They yeah. almost got him, and they'll keep trying for years. They'll mm-hmm. never give up. Well, no, they won't. In fact, I had an inter- I had an altercation uh, with one of Eric Bowling's accusers at CNN International, in which he accused me of being sexist, uh, and that's why I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. And it's like I, I almost thought, there, am I being punked? I mean, literally, this was in the green room. I couldn't believe uh, the the uh, the delusion um, and insanity that was coming from this individual whose claim against Eric Bowling was that he referred to her as, as Dr. McHotty. Um, well, you know, right. uh, you know, that's a reason to to try to go that 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 means that you've been you've been uh, you've been discriminated against. It didn't even make sense. Um, well, but, in the, go ahead. Yeah. In the bowling case, I mean, the scalping was complete all the way down to the destruction of his family. Mm-hmm. I mean, to see his son, you know, 19 years old, Chase Bowling passing under circumstances that are still unclear. Uh, there are you know, rumors that have been put out there, but nobody knows yet what really happened. And so Bowling's life is destroyed over this, over evidence that didn't emerge. And accusers that are the same accusers over and over who are actually guys uh, who are using Twitter and some, many of them have close connections to CNN. I mean, the whole thing is shady beyond belief. That's why our group protested in front of CNN headquarters in Atlanta earlier in the summer uh, because we are absolutely disgusted and fed up with CNN's behavior. 
Yeah, um, you know, it, it, it and I want to, to me, it, they're not just doing this to get the scalpings, though. They're doing this because they've got to stop anybody that's an impediment to their ultimate agenda of transforming America into a Marxist society. And I feel like I, I feel like I always want to remind everybody what the end game is, because I think that's important, because there's some people out there, you may not like Bill O'Reilly. Okay, you may not like Sean Hannity, but put that aside because there's a bigger picture at stake here. So even if you don't care about their particular scalps, please join this movement, Stop the Scalpings, because there is a bigger issue at stake. And it's about America, right? right? It's about getting rid of everybody, all conservatives, not just media people, everyone. And they have friends in Silicon Valley that delete our Gmail accounts, shut us out of PayPal, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, They are pros at this. They are all working together to wipe us off the face of the earth. Absolutely. And we've got to push back against it. Um, you know, I do think that I, you guys can claim credit for saving Hannity. Absolutely. And well, I and, appreciate that. Yeah. And so, you know, God bless you guys for the work you're doing. Tell everybody again how they can get more information and join your movement. Well, the first thing to do is check out our website at MediaEqualizer.com, MediaEqualizer.com, where you'll find a lot of information about what we're up to. But also on Facebook, just do a search for Stop the Scalpings, and you'll have to join the group to see what we're doing. Stop the Scalpings. We have 108,000 members, and boy, would we love to have you join us. We can't wait to meet you and get to know you as well. As many people as possible fighting back as quickly as possible, and we are going to do something about this once and for all. All right, Brian, thank you so much for being here and for all the work you guys thank are you. doing. All right, take good care. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to we're going to pick up this this movement to shut down everybody who's got anything to do with stopping the liberal agenda and that includes President Trump and recent uh, new news that has come out in terms of the Nixonian. This is even worse. What Obama has been doing to President Trump is even worse than what Nixon tried to do in Watergate. And I'm not even hearing any screams from the Republicans about it. We're going to talk about that and more when we come back. It's the Andrea K. Show. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all with me. Yeah, I know some people might be might have been wondering why I was going to do it, even a story on, on Hollywood right now. It's because there's there's bigger, bigger things. But, um, you know, I actually can't think of anything bigger than an attempt to uh, take over the minds of Americans by usurping our, our freedom of speech and by the takedowns. You know, I, I you know, Bill O'Reilly kind of lost me a while ago with some of his stuff. 
um, on his show. Um, but, you know, he to, to take him down, to destroy his life or to attempt to destroy Hannity's life or Eric Bowling simply because uh, the, of their opposing viewpoint cannot be tolerated in this country. That is complete tyranny, the jackboot of tyranny. And unfortunately, that what, what Hollywood is doing just represents what's been done, particularly in the past eight years, by the Obama administration and what they have done. You know, what was Nixon accused of? You know, spying? Well, you know, let's talk about spying. We had a Democrat sitting president on the basis, supposedly, of a fake dossier that was paid for by, was it paid for by John McCain? Or was he the one who paid Christopher Steele to come up with this fake crap on President Trump? He was the one that supposedly handed it over to the intelligence community. I've been asking for a long time, what was the probable cause to have a sitting Democrat president spy on and surveil the opposition party candidate and everybody on his team? We still don't have explanations for that. We, we st- but it, 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 I, I think we can all connect the dots and say it had to do with that dossier. A while ago, Senator Grassley said, asked Comey to, to get him information on that dossier and where it came from and who hired him. We still don't have those answers. Shame on, you know, I've been saying this repeatedly. I agree with President Trump when he came out and he expressed his, his unhappiness with Jeff Sessions and said that if Jeff Sessions had told him he was going to recuse himself, he would not have nominated him. Jeff Sessions has basically handed over a lynch mob on a sitting president of the United States, one who's doing everything he can to make America great again. Mueller should absolutely no longer, he, Mueller should, now that we find out that Mueller authorized people picking the locks of Paul Manafort's home while his family was asleep, we got Hillary Clinton has deleted 33,000 pieces of government documents under subpoena. Nobody picked her locks to go in. She never even handed over her servers. Nobody picked the locks to go in and and get her servers that were transmitting confidential, classified intelligence across the airwaves to the world. But they're going to pick the locks and sneak in to Paul Manafort's home in the middle of the night and get away with it? And for months now, we've been hearing people like John McCain and Lindsey Graham badmouth President Trump and call him a liar. People said that he needed to be impeached because he came out and said that he had been wiretapped and he was accused of being a liar. He was wiretapped. He, Paul Manafort, and who knows who else was wiretapped. Jeff Sessions needs to be replaced. We need an attorney general right now who would already who would have already treated Mueller like you get treated in corporate America when they decide to fire you. You just show up for work and your key doesn't work anymore and you can't get into the building. That should have already happened to Mueller. It should have happened to Comey a long time ago. We need real accountability in this country. When the American people chanted drain the swamp, when the American people chanted lock her up, it was not just a platitude. It was about that this was a government run amok and the American people knew it. The American people knew that it was us versus them. The American people knew about the level of corruption and that people like Hillary Clinton could serve themselves as Secretary of State and line her pockets of the Clinton Foundation off the backs of, the, of, of good Americans and get away with it. This should not happen. If Paul, but let me be clear. If Paul Manafort did something illegal, then he should be held accountable. But what we have here is we have right now, we have a Republican in the White House. We have a Republican controlled Congress and we still have the Democrats in charge. And what are the Democrats doing? They are continuing with this deep state and the shadow government, continuing to do everything that they can to take down a free and fairly elected president of the United States. And why? Because he's an impediment to their Marxist plans for this country. 
And I am hoping that, you know, those that have left this administration, whether it's Steve Bannon, Sebastian Gorka and others, will actually, they say that they left because they feel like they can do more good on the outside than inside. Well, I'm hoping they can because I'm not feeling really good about what's going on with our Department of Injustice, led by a man who should have already resigned. And that's Jeff Sessions. He should be squealing today as to what's happened. And God bless Trump for going to the UN today and still saying, I am putting America first. I'm going to do right by the American people. I wish he'd gone a little bit further in his speech today, like talking about Iran. I wish he'd come out and said, you know what, we are out of this deal. But I get why he didn't. But what I don't get is why so many Americans from Hollywood and beyond People like this guy debated on One American News yesterday, Ken Walling, you know, who, you know, who, who flat out lied and said that President Trump on the campaign trailer bragged about raping women. I mean, the, the, I think it was Michael Savage who said liberalism is a mental disorder. It absolutely is when you're hearing that kind of crap. What were we debating yesterday? Hillary Clinton has now come out and blamed white women, saying that she lost because, you know, white women were controlled by their white husbands and told, you know, how to vote. This is what the left thinks of us. It's disgusting. It's insulting. It's demeaning. And we need to do everything in our power as American citizens to stop the tyranny that is going on in this country. This, this were crimes committed against President Trump, crimes committed in terms of unmasking, illegal unmasking and leakings. Nothing's been done with that. We haven't seen anybody held to, held to justice for that. We have Lois Lerner that has been allowed to go free, even though the IRS... And Obama and Lois Lerner used the worst agency that we have. This is the only, the IRS is the only agency that we have that has the power to declare you guilty first until you prove your innocence. And then they, they have the right up after declaring you guilty to seize all your, all your property in the course of that. That agency was used by Obama to silence the American people. And that's what all this is about. This phony Russian collusion investigation is meant to, meant to silence in Trump. Now we got Hillary coming out and saying, you know what? Yeah, I may challenge the election results after all. You want to talk about similarities to Venezuela. All she needs is, is you know, uh, uh, to stop shaving her mustache and put on a military uniform and, and hold up a stack of bananas. That's really what they want here. They accuse Trump of being a dictator. No, that's what the left is all about. And that's what every bit of this is all about. All this with Hollywood and ESPN, that Jamel Hill, you know, Kurt Schilling got fired, but Jamel Hill still has a job for calling President Trump a white supremacist. We got Bill O'Reilly and others attempt to be completely personal, personally destroyed on the part of the left. It's all about silencing us. And we got to push back. I'm excited that there's people like uh, Brian and Melanie on Stop the Scalpings. Um, we need to support them. And we need to put and we need to support President Trump while holding him accountable. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to shift into a little bit of news you can use. By the way, before we do that, here's a little news you can use. I got to tell you guys this. I last night tried a new recipe for Mexican chorizo meatloaf that was unbelievable. If you like to cook, I gotta, I'll, I'll tell you guys a little bit more about it when we come back from the break. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. News you can use right after the break. 
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Now it's time for a little news you can use. Y'all know I'm a foodie. I got to tell you, I was so excited with uh, last night. I was out of town. I went out of town. I went up to L.A. for a few days last week. And, and you know, whenever I'm out of town, I don't do any cooking or baking. And um, so when I came back, I was dying to get into the kitchen to do a little baking. I made the yummiest banana, whole wheat, banana, le- uh, blueberry, lemon cupcakes last night. Let me know if you're interested and I will share the recipe with you guys. And then also I got to tell you, it is very, when was the last time I told y'all about a recipe that I made that was phenomenal? I got to tell you guys, this Mexican chorizo meatloaf I made last night is neck and neck now with my favorite uh, other Cajun meatloaf, the post-K meatloaf out of New Orleans. I'm happy to post the recipe. If you guys are looking for something really yummy, this knocked my socks off. I got to tell you, it was absolutely amazing. Um, I love to cook, but I also love to eat. And um, I got some favorite restaurants in San Diego. Actually, one of my old school favorite places, actually, I don't, I, I, you know, actually was a part of this hepatitis A outbreak here in San Diego. That I don't know if I should have segued from that, talking about a yummy recipe to talking about a restaurant gone bad. But we have a problem in San Diego um, with hepatitis A. We've got the, I think it's the worst outbreak in the country it's so bad in the homeless population that it's starting to get some national news. The answer, I guess, on the part of the San Diego County Board of Supervisors and the mayor is to come up with some affordable housing plan that's going to cost us $25 million. Well, he, he, acted too, he acted too late. You know, he was told about this hepatitis thing that was going on before there was this huge outbreak. There was a small outbreak downtown where we have a large uh, homeless population. And his answer was he put out some of those... Uh, hand washing stations that you see like, next to the porta potties wasn't until more people died they went down and they started bleaching the sidewalks. Well, yeah. Well, to me, it's it's a symptom of, of a bigger picture issue. But the the bigger picture issue is you know not um, how to how to fight disease. It's why do we have so many so many homeless people on the streets? That's the biggest issue for me. And so the left wants to make it be about. Um, that we need, you know, this $25 million trust fund to for affordable housing. I've had, you know, Julie Mills Brennan is my real estate expert. I've had her on the show before. We have a housing crisis in San Diego and in all of California. We've got a shortage of supply of affordable housing. It, there's, it, it's kind of complicated. I mean, we're glad that, that, that housing 
uh, situation is what it is if you're selling and if you're a homeowner. You've got a lot of equity right now. It's tough if you want to buy. It's tough if you want to rent because we. I don't know how it went from having excess supply and demand. We had an excess of supply and that's why rents were low and housing prices were cheap. Now we've got a shortage. Um, the issue with the homeless people, thats it's a separate issue than what we've got with the homeless people. Because on the one hand, they want to tell us that the homeless crisis is because of drug addiction and people mentally ill. Well, that, that that's a separate issue than from people that are new college grads or, you know, um, blue collar workers who just can't afford the average price of a home of $600,000. And so when I see that there's this solution um, being put forth of $25 million to build 1,000 units when we still have 10,000 homeless, I've got to bring in my real estate expert and go, is this a solution? Hey, Julie, welcome back to the show. Hey, Andrea. Hey, um, I don't know. I don't know how much of that you heard, but you know, we've got to. I'm, I'm, I did. I heard. I heard some of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think we obviously should have some kind of lower income housing for, or you know, this kind of housing for for a lot of the people that that are not adequately housed. But you're right. It's a totally different issue than the homeless because they don't have jobs to afford anything. I mean, most of them are on the streets. Right. And if they're on the streets because of drug addiction, then, you know, setting them up in, in an apartment that they can't pay rent on isn't a solution. Diane Jacobs says, well, I think we should have drug testing. Well, that, again, doesn't solve the problem. And then if the majority of them are mentally ill, again, they're not going to be able to pay rents. But this $25 million has to come from somewhere, I would, you know, it, which is going to have to come from either they haven't explained where the money is going to come from. Is it going to come from raising taxes and property taxes, which is going to make it even harder for people who are employed, who want to be be able to buy it's just going to make it harder for them to do so right no i i think the whole thing is going to be economically a disaster but you know i mean it is one of those things where people want to live here and it's desirable and if you've always lived here you want to stay here so it, it's really sad but i think i've said this before and, it, and it's unfortunate but i think a lot of people are just sort of priced out of california or priced out of san diego you know where we are but you know there's other lower air lower uh, priced and valued areas. It's just not here. <laughs> well, right. And I think that this is one of the, it, it, it's, there's many pieces to this housing issue and this housing crisis. If you can't afford um, to live in California, then, you know, I know I came here as a new college grad. I made sure that I could did not come here without a, an ability to get a job. In fact, I was kind of strategic when I came here because this was, a, this. I knew I wanted to leave New Orleans because the, the industry uh, the economy was bad. I specifically chose an area that matched my degree where I knew there were jobs and I was able to get hired. You know, we, 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 we've got this mindset in America now to where, you know, you ought to be able to live wherever you want and you were entitled to have a house. And if you don't have the skills or the ability to pay for it, somebody else will do that for you. And that doesn't help anybody. That contributes to homelessness. It contributes to higher taxes under the guise of, well, you know, we can't have people living on the streets. And, you know, we've got these children, you know, uh, families with children and, you know, we need to help each other out. And it just makes things worse for everybody, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I agree. And it's it's one of those things where, you know, I, there's no there's no easy solution. I mean, it's a huge, huge problem, like you said. But, you know, it, it, 
penalizing the people that already live here and are able to do it isn't the answer, I don't think. I think that's just going to get people more angry and it's just going to cause more problems. Well, I there was a report that, you know, I don't know if you've heard, but California is now officially a sanctuary state. And so when that news broke, a lot of people were on Facebook saying everybody needs to get out of California. Um, well, you know, that's not necessarily that easy to do. It costs money to leave and you got to uproot your kids. But there is an and, you know, find work in a new town. Um, that's not the easiest thing to do. But if you've got a lot of equity in your home, now might be the time to do that, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. No, if, you, if, if there this is no, no better time than now. If you bought your home, you know, in the last 10 years, you're, you're looking really, really good. I mean, it's, it's, there's, everyone's got equity at this point, it seems, unless they've taken out loans that, that they probably shouldn't have done. So what do you so if somebody wants to do this, it, it takes time to sell your home. So should somebody go find the job first someplace else, rent a home there, then put their home on the market? Or are you seeing like a 60 day equity or 90 day to where you put your home on the market and then then see what then get an offer, then try to try to transition out? What are you what are you suggesting to people in that scenario? Well, a lot of a lot of what I see is that people like the wife will stay back and then the husband will go if he got the job first and then the the wife will just kind of do the sell, you know, work, work through the whole sales process with the, with the realtor. Um, or, you know, things are selling quickly right now because, you know, like we've been saying, there is such a high demand that, I mean, I can, I can tell most people I can probably get them in and out in, with their money in hand in 60 days out. That's it from the day we list. Can I mean, you, can you as a realtor say, well, I want cash only deals? Are you, is that, a, is that legal um, to know, do that? You know what? It's not even necessary anymore. Honestly, like my lender who I work with can get a loan through in three weeks. As long as the borrower is getting them, getting all their, you know, W-2s, all their income information and all that to them quickly, I can get something close in three weeks with a loan. So it's not necessarily cash. I mean, cash is nice, but that's not, it's not always the way to get things quickly done quickly i mean i lenders who are good can do things fast do you ever go to any of these city council meetings where they talk about things like this trust fund and and any of these housing development you know issues do you i mean i know you're busy dealing with all your listings and stuff but do you is there any value in that do you think do you go to those there is it's just that you know i mean there's so much red tape and so much bureaucracy that it's just it's almost daunting and you know i mean i'd like to focus on you know, what I do best, and that's just trying to help people, you know, buy and sell real estate, not solving, you know, the, the problems not necessarily. I mean, I, I help solve problems with people getting them grants and things like that, where if they don't have a lot of cash, I try to get them at home. And, and we've talked about that before, and I can do that. But, you know, to get, if you really have no, in, if, if you don't have any income and you don't have enough income, it's just, it's just, it's not going to work. So who do you, no, t- who do you say no to when they want to come and buy? What's what's like the well, minimum somebody I, needs to have right now? If they come to you and say, Julie, I want to buy a home, I'm in the market. What What's like the minimum that somebody needs? Well, what I would say is I, please talk to my lender. And if you can't afford at least 300000 then let's, let's not even bother. I mean, at 300000 we'll get you a, a one-bedroom or two-bedroom condo. Okay. In well, there's nothing wrong with that as a starter. There's nothing wrong with that as a starter. No, okay. Yeah, exactly. But if you're looking below two hundred, it's it's um it's 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 a moot. It's just not going to happen, unfortunately. It's, there's really not much under three hundred thousand. So, if if you can afford three hundred or more, then then let's try. I'll do everything I can to get you into something. But if not, then maybe it's just continuing renting or or consider maybe moving out of state. Right. You know, the only thing I can I can 
I can recommend. Is it still an automatic approval if you've got 20% down? Not automatic. I mean, you have to you have to have a, a decent credit score. I mean, if your credit score is 500 and you have 20% down, I, I think that's going to be problematic. But most um, of my lenders, uh, like one in particular that I use a lot, they can get your credit score bumped up really quickly. I mean, Ooh. there's ways to they look at your credit score and they look at your your um, you know the the Experian report or whatever report you have, and they can they can tweak it. They can say, pay this, pay that, don't pay that, pay this. And they have ways to, to bump up your score quickly. Well, they, we had this, what, Equifax um, identity crisis situation where they were breached and something like 140-something million Americans were affected. Has that affected anybody that you're working with in terms of trying to buy? No, it hasn't oh, yet, good. but I'm, knock on wood, I hope it doesn't. <laughs> Well, yeah. And, you know, I, I haven't been following the story that closely. Um, you know, I know that there, there's there's some people went to a website to see if they had been breached. And what they what they didn't know was that it they by going to that site and entering their information, which was a part of the Equifax thing. Um, a part of the Equifax organization that they um, basically were signing away any rights to sue if they were affected. So um, I, you know, I haven't heard of anybody that I personally know that was breached and actually had an issue as a result of it. So I'm glad to hear that nobody that you know as well. But yeah, knock on wood so far. I mean, I've got a few deals in escrow, so that would be really, <laughs> right. really bad. Right. Um, all right, Julie, how can people get a hold of you? We talked about so many things, but just to wrap it up, basically, you're in agreement with me that, that the solution for the issue is not this $25 million trust fund. Um, if if you can't afford to live in San Diego, you know, um, now's a good time to sell your home and leave or not come here. And you really need 300000 to be able to buy $300,000 at a pop. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, that's the minimum. And, and honestly, minimum. Most, most places are more, to five, you know, entry levels more for 400 and 500 if you want to get a, a nice condo or a decent house. But uh, 300 minimum. And um, yeah, give me a call at 619-992-7113. I will do anything and everything I can to help. Well, thank you so much, Julie, because this is, you know, still the quintessential American dream is home ownership. And if you can get into a home in San Diego, man, you got a great investment. And, you know, even if we have the ups and downs like we did after 08, I mean, look at how it's rebounded. So, you know, I'm I, you, can, you can take the you can take me the Scarlet O'Hara out of the South, but you can't take the Scarlet out of me. I'm all about still wanting a, that lot of land in that home. And, you know, and, and it's a dream that I have for everybody. So thank you so much, Julie. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Andrea. Have a wonderful day. You too. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We got more of the Andrea K show on the other side of the break. We got like hero and stink of the week. Don't go anywhere. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. 
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Joe the Pro is waving at me here in the AM 1170 studios. I'm not sure what that's about, but hey, if you're watching via Facebook Live, here's a wave at you. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Um, Looks like we got another Category 5 uh, storm barreling down on some more islands, Puerto Rico, and it looks like it might end up hitting the British Virgin Islands. You know, and I, I, you know, I, one of these days, I hope at some point to be able to ask the, the good Lord, you know, why, you know, sometimes disaster strikes, because it just seems crazy to me that we've got another Category 5 a storm uh, about to victimize some more helpless people. So prayers to everybody in these storms path. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know what else to say about that. What I do know is that um, it's a shame whenever anybody tries to exploit this kind of tragedy or storm, you know, to push an agenda like climate change or global warming. There's been reports the past couple of days whether or not President Trump is going to pull out of the Paris Accords or not. I hope he stays out of the Paris Accords. Um, you know, our own government which was full of liberals, just came out with a, a report after Harvey and Irma that said there's absolutely no evidence that any kind of climate change, a.k.a. weather, anything beyond normal climate change, a.k.a. weather, has anything at all to do with these hurricanes. And, you know, um, it wasn't too long ago where I'm not a climate change, you know, meteorologist or scientist, but what I do know is it ain't settled science when on Time Magazine back in the 50s, you're saying it's the coming ice age, and now you're saying we got global warming. You know, it's it's a hoax when you're predicting that by the year 2012, Manhattan's going to be all underwater, and um, but yet we're not. And we were also supposed to have Florida all underwater. Well, it was underwater because of Irma, but not underwater because of of climate change so it's a hoax and you know i'm hoping that president trump stays out of it by their own measure these supposed scientists with the with the paris accord said that maybe a hundred years from now we would we would keep the temperatures down 0.0008 after spending billions and billions of uh, hard-earned taxpayer dollars every aspect of climate change is like every other aspect of liberalism it's all about control and that's really what the you know what what the left is all about like we started the show talking about well, you know, from Hollywood and, and Obamacare, we've got the Republican Party now on a supposed last ditch effort uh, to uh, replace Obamacare. To me, shifting taxpayer money from a centralized government back to block grants to the states is just that. It is just shifting money around. It's like a shell game. The issue that we've had with our healthcare system was government intervention. It was government putting it, you know, working with insurance companies and corporations to have it be tied to employment. It was government involved in uh, entitlement programs like Medicaid. Anytime you get the government involved, it is inefficient, it is expensive, and it is unproductive. And the customers, i.e. in this case, the patients suffer. The issue is government. The solution is not more of it. The solution is not to take it from the centralized government and even give it back to the states because you've got governors like Kasich, 
in Ohio who's every who's every bit off the rails liberal in my opinion practically is Jerry Brown out here in California. So the solution that's that's just shifting money. It's not solving any of the problems. We should not have lesbian 65-year-old lesbian couples being forced to pay for, you know, maternity care. We shouldn't have, you know, 22-year-old young men being forced to pay for, you know, maternity care when they're not even married. People should have the right to pay for catastrophic insurance policies that cover exactly what they want or do not even have to buy insurance at all. If you decide you don't want to, I've got a, I've got a neighbor who's got enough money in the bank. He says, why would I pay thousands of dollars, have a $20,000, you know, deductible and pay, you know, $2,000 a month for insurance. I'm better off keeping the money in my own pocket. And after all these years, dude's in his fifties. After all these years, he's had one minor surgery. Dude saved a lot of money. And you know what? I know a family right now whose husband died of cancer and they are about broke. And you know what? He made it, he made it two years. That's, that's some extra life. But I also know a lot of families that say, you know what? It's not worth the expense. You know, maybe I'm not even going to go to the, to these, you know, treatments because they actually decided to give up after a certain period of time. So, you know, people should not be forced to buy a one-size-fits-all policy that covers absolutely everything, things that they don't want to cover. It's nothing but an income redistribution socialist scheme. It's hurting America. Hillary Clinton, there was a soundbite the other day when she was going around with her excuse tour, the what happened tour, in which uh, she blames Obama, but then she turns around and says, however, Obama, quote, got us on the path to universal health care. Nobody, I even heard Sean Hannity played that clip on his show and he talked about her providing excuses. And I'm thinking, you didn't, you missed the most important part of that conversation. It was, it, Obamacare was a ruse to get us on the path of universal health care. The Republican Party should do, be doing nothing but repealing it, letting the free market take over. They wouldn't even accept Ted Cruz's amendment in which he wanted to make, to quote, allow insurance carriers to offer policies specific to the customer. When we're in a situation where we've got a U.S. Senator asking the government to allow a private business to offer a product, Houston, we've got a problem. And it's about, we are already, we're not just on the path to universal healthcare. We are on the path to full-on socialism. And it's, and the, the left always likes to say, it just has, like I heard Ed Asner say many years ago, the problem with Cuba and the problem with communism is that it just hasn't been applied effectively. It's like Trump said today, the problem with socialism in Venezuela isn't that it was improperly implemented, it's that it was fully implemented. We see the results of universal health care and it's crappy. In Canada, they're waiting 40-something weeks for surgeries. They're waiting six weeks to deal with, I think, breast cancer. We see the results. That's why I got a friend of mine who does medical tourism in Mexico that coordinates for Canadians to come down and get surgeries uh, at a cheaper rate because they don't want to wait 10 months. Because by the time they wait 10 months for some surgeries, critical surgeries, they'd be dead. We need to stop that in its tracks right now. Repeal only. In the time I have left, it's time for my awards ceremony. Uh, My stink of the week goes to the stench emanating out of Hollywood and the Emmys. But actually, I actually, I think I need to expand it and it's the stench. I mean, when I put it out there to you listeners, you wanted the stink of the week to be the celebrities and, and coming out of the Emmys and the hate, the hours long hate. But I gotta, I gotta expand it and say, we've got the stench involving every aspect of the entertainment industry. When we have ESPN that's keeping that disgusting piece of filth, Jamel Hill or whatever ESPN, when we've got people 
like uh, Media Matters doing hit jobs and political and personal assassinations on people for their for their speech like Bill O'Reilly and Eric Bowling and others. We got some serious stench going on in the propaganda machine that, that calls themselves the entertainment industry. They're not about creativity and creative arts anymore. Creativity means expansion. It means diversity. It doesn't mean a propaganda push of power and control over people. My hero of the week. My hero of the week goes to a young man reminding us of, of when America was at its greatest, when kids didn't feel entitled, when they respected their elders, and when they worked for spending money. And one of the primary ways young men worked for spending money back in the day was mowing lawns for a living. So God bless young Frank, who reached out to President Trump and asked if he could come, not just for a photo op, but if he could come and actually work and do something on behalf of America. God love you, Frank. God love President Trump for... for welcoming Frank to the White House and giving him an opportunity to do his part to make America great again. Hey, thanks to you all for being here. Those who are watching on Facebook Live, thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks, and thanks to my guest. Have a great night, everybody, and don't forget to share the Facebook video. Follow me on Twitter, and uh, have a great week.